brothers that don't be knowing. What's up? He is Troy Abbott. PT, my name is AJ Smith, strength coach, owner here at Smith's Fitness. This is Busy Getting Strong, the Smith's Fitness Podcast. Let's get it. How's the film clip, man? It's like 15. (laughs) I reckon it cranks. Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. We brought that album. Fuck, who was it? Me, Tyler, and Trev. We're in the Gold Coast playing like Uni Games Sevens or something. We bought that album and we were borrowing Tyler's like auntie's fucking like what'd you call it? Like SUV. Like. Dude, windows down. Thinking you're full gangster. Dude, just like rolling through. It was in the Gold Coast, like rolling through surfers. Just <laughs> cranking Sean Kingston's debut album. Oh, Jesus. Hey, this is... That's embarrassing. That's Highly embarrassing. <laughs> Dude, these are the things that I've done in my life. Yeah, just cranking Sean Kingston. It was all about that Beautiful Girl song. Remember that one? Well, that's the only song I knew. And Not even going to try and, try and sing it, but... Dude... There's actually some bangers on there, and I'm I'm not ashamed to admit that. All right, Sean Kingston's debut album. I think he's got other ones. Debut album is it? It was his probably first the one. only album. Is nah, it, right? he's got other ones. Really? Yeah, because he started doing. He did a track with Bieber and all that. Yeah, right. And then I think he nearly killed himself on a jet ski or something. Oh really? Yeah. So there's the there's the update. That's what's going on with Sean Kingston lately. <laughs> <laughs> Where's he? What's he up to? All right. If you didn't know, that's how we're starting every episode. With a stupid... Uh, you choose a better track next week, though. Dude, that's a Can mad I, track. I'll choose track next week. Hey? Like a terrible I one? That, I, I, I just looked up One Hit Wonders. Like, I feel like we want bad rappers. Bad rappers is what we're after, eh? Yeah. Okay. And then, like, Chameleonaire keep, kept coming up. <laughs> as, like, Riding Dirty. As, yeah. like, One Hit Wonder. That sort of stuff. Like, yeah, I suppose. But yeah. you'd take that, man. He would have, fuck. He would have made so much money off he that. He would have made a bit off that. Yeah, so that's our throwback sick track of the week. Um, what is up guys it's episode uh, 21 21 21 man crushing it I'm going to let you all know now there's not going to be an episode next week because the skate park opens on uh, this weekend s- this weekend we're obviously not going to go on the weekend it'll yeah. be bonkers man oh, I'm going to try to get down there really little, oh, you can take quick, the little yeah, take I'll the take, kids take the kids down yeah I'm just going to wait until like, Tuesday yeah Tuesday probably Monday Tuesday's our board meetings yeah so we're right, having so. a board meeting and we're going to uh, film a sick edit um, I'm going to do 50-50s Troy's going to do actual skate tricks nah it's 50-50s um, and then uh, yeah that's what's happening so episode 22 won't be out for a week or so um, yeah I can't wait I can't wait man I was down there the other day I was like when does this open yeah yeah this Saturday I've done really well not to break in there and have a skate. But yeah, they, they, the dude there. said that some people have. Yeah, sure. Um, it's not graffitied yet, which is cool. And I like the fact it looks different because they've painted the the coping and like uh, even the bonding around the coping. I think it's like they painted it black. Yeah. It looks mad. It's a bit different, isn't it? It does look different, doesn't it? Mm. I don't know if it'll get... It'll probably get uh, like grinded off. Yeah. But it does look cool at the moment. Just Just a tiny little bit of difference to a normal skate park's normally. It's just like chrome coping or is it yeah. chrome would you call it yeah, chrome usually, yeah. yeah that aluminium sort of color yeah um, so that's basically uh, what's been happening um, yeah so we're, we're not doing one next week board meeting yep alright um, we, we do have a, a topic today but no real um, I haven't looked up any studies or anything like that it's all, it, so. all to do with skateboarding nah it's no, not just kidding it's not um, but let's go over some <laughs> stuff that's happening at the gym um, this week we've started our Wednesday group session so that'll be going down tomorrow, 5.30pm with Troy. Yep. Um, well, we're recording this on a Tuesday, if you didn't know. I'm going to miss um, my um, Thursday morning crew. I, yeah. like, I like the morning crew people. 
Well, they, you can do Thursday as well. Well, I don't oh. care who does it. You got to take it off Blakey. Oh, Bla- that is, oh, he's but you didn't need taking it now. You so. don't normally. Ha- you don't have to come in at all. What's that? Now on Thursday morning. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sleeping in. So yeah, I'm doing the right thing, Blake. Yeah. So now we got uh, group sessions, guys, across the week: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 5:30 p.m. And then Tuesday and Thursday at 6 a.m. They are a bit of everything. Normally, open up with a bit of strength work, um, and then get stuck into circuits. So. Lots of kettlebells, lots of war balls, um, rower, air bike. I've started to bring back a little bit of running because it's uh, a little bit lighter. Yep. Uh, what else do we do? Sit-ups, push-ups, ring rows, bodyweight exercises, med ball stuff, slam ball stuff. All mix, sorts of fun stuff. Never two everything. sessions. Uh, no sessions are ever sort of the same, which is good. So if you're keen on group sessions, get on down. Um, I take... Monday and Tuesdays, Troy's taking Wednesdays, Blakey's taking Thursday mornings, which will be new for him. Might have to guide him through it. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be right He's after doing a well. And then uh, I take Thursday nights as well. And then Troy, run through your small group training sessions as well. You've still got some space Yeah, so I'm going to ramp, ramp those back up again now. So on a Wednesday and Thursday night, 6.30, we're going to do some classes. And then on a Saturday morning, uh, 7, 8 o'clock as well. So... Bit of a mixture of the same, but we're going to do some, obviously get your own program, uh, help out a little bit with nutrition and uh, measurements and that sort of stuff as well. And yeah, so anyone who wants to come down, um, they're only small groups, so I don't want to have too many down because I want to be able to... So different to our, our boot camp sessions, yeah. guys, just to yeah, make that bit. distinction, our group, our boot camp sessions have sort of for, mate, we've had up to 20 odd. Yeah. Um, so Troy stuff's sort of a little stuff. bit more... Structured programming with it as well. Yeah, right? and the coach to sort of athlete um, ratio is a little bit lower. Yep. So you can uh, actually do a little bit more coaching. Semi private personal yeah. training, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, so of... don't think boot camp when you're thinking of uh, those group sessions with Troy. More PT sort of stuff. Slash PT, yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on, True Grit. You started training for it yet, man? I don't think I can at the moment. <laughs> Considering I can barely walk at the moment. <laughs> I can't run at all right now with this calf. So, so when's that? That must be... After, after the comp. It would be two two months away. Yeah. So how long have I got after comp to it's train It's the up? 24th. So. It might be the 20... It's not the 20th. June, July, August, September, October. 24th of October. So it's a fair way away now, but you'd want to be starting to uh, think about it a little bit. I've been doing a bit of training. The, yesterday I got out on the beach... Got the, uh, the paddle out. Not that that's helping me with true grit, but beach running, that sort of stuff. Yep. Doing a few intervals. Um, this weekend, I'm thinking of going out to uh, Jaredale, knocking out a fair few Ks like I was at the start of the year. Yep. I was trying to sign up for um, City to Surf and do the half marathon and push Lenny. Yeah. But they don't let you. They only let you do the 12 with a pram. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought that was shit. Yeah. I was like, why can't I do the 21 with a pram? I always remember I wanted to skate it. Yeah, you're not allowed to either. Yeah, no, I read that, that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I was like, oh, that'd be a pretty cool challenge. Like, Kelly was sort of like, I don't think she's going to sit like sit in there. She'll lose it. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's all right. Like, I'll get her out and yeah. take five minutes, feed her something, make sure she's all sorted, chuck her back in, and then off we go. So I was sort of looking for, a, looking for a pram and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, you're not allowed to do the 21. You can only do the 12, which doesn't interest me. 12 is not enough. It's not enough. It's not hard enough. Because it's not really that much harder to run with pushing a pram. I used to do that. Well, I was sort of saying, like, how how much would it slow you down? And I was saying, like, say I do a a half marathon in two hours. Yeah. And I reckon if you said uh, it takes you two minutes more per kilometre, it's only two hours 40. And I don't even think you'd go from, like, say you normally run a five-minute K. I don't think you'd go to a seven-minute K. Nah. You'd go to like a five and a half, yeah. possibly a six minute K. So there's two hours and 20 Mate, minutes. On the heels, just jump on the on it and just like let it run you down. Yeah, let's go <laughs> down. But yeah, um, I was a bit like, oh, let me do the fucking 21 pushing the pram. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah, you can only do the 12, but do the 12 and then come back, I suppose. But I think I'm just going to go out to Kitty's Gorge and do some training. But yeah, True Grit. Um, let's go over what to expect. So True Grit is for everyone, basically. Like we had... Um, probably eight or ten guys do it last year with varying fitness levels. Um, 
it's really as hard as how you want to make it, but I found that the terrain, for someone like myself, the terrain was harder than the obstacles. Yeah. There was a few obstacles there, like if you can't do pull-ups and stuff like that, you're going to struggle. Yeah. Um, like not everyone can do monkey bars and string them together, stuff like that. So when it comes to training, you want to be training pull-ups, training hanging, just dead hangs. Yep. Um, you obviously want to be running. That's the biggest part of it because you've got to cover 10Ks. Um, you're going to get dirty and wet, most definitely. There's like there's no way you can't get wet because you've got to swim across a dam. You go through a mud pit, um, which is horrible. That's the the bit for me with that is that like I clean, I took my shoes off through it and held my shoes through that one and then I washed, no. Actually, they ended up going in on that one, but then I washed them in the swimming in the next one yeah. which was like clearer water so I washed the shoes out so I wasn't taking like a whole clump of fucking mud through ankles socks yeah, into your yeah. shoes that sort of stuff so I took my shoes off on that next obstacle and like washed them out and then slipped my shoes back on Yeah. so I, I got pretty good shoes for that those barefoot ones Yeah. Um, did which did alright um, but if you're thinking about doing it it's um, it's definitely fun like you can't not have fun unless you like hurt yourself yeah, but um, not, there's nothing that you can't just like walk around. It's like that sort of feeling. It's not like a you have to do this. Obviously, if you want to, you want to have a, like a fair crack at most of the obstacles. But there'll be stuff that's like, oh, that's not happening. Yeah, and you just walk around. And we went as a team last time, so you do get held up a little bit depending on who, how many people are on the course. Apparently, later in the day is the da- time to do it, but then could possibly be a lot hotter. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I think the guys are going at 10 o'clock. I'm taking off with the Elite Wave at 8.30, which will be fun. Yep. I don't know why So you're going to, what, do it twice? Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, come finish and then come back and run it with the guys. I should be back in time. 8.30, I've got... I might be pushing it. i got like an hour and a half. Whew. So my best 10K is like 40-odd minutes. So with all the obstacles With all well. the obstacles and all the hills, there's a... Yeah. So I'll be pushing it. Oh, you better get there. So I'll be pushing. Otherwise, if Te- they leave, I'll just go around again and I'll catch them back up. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably say I'd catch them back up because there'll be people on the course, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you if you want to get involved in True Grit, get involved. It's so much fun. Just like wet, muddy. That's fun to me anyway. Yeah. People be like, oh, it sounds terrible. No. But for me, it's wet, muddy, sweating. You just, it's fun. It's good, especially with the team atmosphere as well. That's it. And you're doing it as well. I'm, I'm in. I said I was... Are you going to run any 10Ks in preparation or are you just going to wing it? Hell no. Winging it. I'll do... No, I'll, I'll do some runs, but not 10Ks. Okay. <laughs> uh, not 10Ks. Well, I haven't run any more than five in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, did some inter- like some one and a half K intervals and stuff like that. What did we run the other day? Oh, block runs. 500s yep. at a time. We did five of them. I might just start joining with my group sessions as well dude it's an easy way to get stuff done as well you don't need to plan anything like you're there anyway it's free training basically yep but I did I just made sure like hey guys if you need my help just sing out like I don't this isn't an important session to me or anything yeah I'm gonna be ripping in but like just say oi I need help with this so yeah most of the guys are sweet Um, they don't need too much help after they've been shown once anyway Uh, just keep an eye on the ones that you know you should be keeping an eye on yeah basically it alright uh this was supposed to be like episode what? Uh, 19? Or something? Oh, the yeah, 18, by the look of it. We, yeah. we didn't cover it. Um, and I wanted to just go over the amateur athlete. So this, this is like the main topic today. Um, and I suppose this conversation could go anywhere because, mate, there's a lot What's of... the description of an amateur athlete? The, well, the, the description of an amateur athlete is, in Australia, I'm going to say is everyone that's not playing AFL, NRL, Super Rugby, netballers full-time? Yep. You think so? Netballers, a full-time Olympic swimmer? Yep. Unless you're a full-time athlete, you're basically an amateur athlete. Like, you might be getting paid, but it's probably not your... Like, if you're semi-professional, you're an you're a amateur athlete, I feel. You reckon? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't I, mean I'm amateur as in the level, but... yeah. I mean, like, there's a yeah, the it's amateur athlete, team. professional athlete. Yeah, yeah. And I, like I would say semi-professional might be like you could be elite. Yeah. At your sport, I suppose it doesn't make you an amateur at your sport. Yeah. 
I would Maybe say you do need to make a distinction when you're getting there. paid. So not not just sponsorship, but like paid. That's a to me that's because you could be an elite powerlifter. You're getting paid to do that job. I th- I feel like that's a well. If you look at like there's pressure on you to perform from there. So if that, you look at a, golf, yeah, amateur means you're not getting paid, right? Yeah, you're not a professional. You still might be elite at golf. You might, yeah, that's it. You can still be very. Well, good you at would it. be like an ama- like when you say amateur golfer, mm. like they're elite at golf, really. Yeah, they're just not on the professional circuit. So yeah, it's a weird one. But anyone that's not getting paid and not earning their their living from sport, yeah, we'll just call it that. Um, so for me, I wanted to just go over like stuff like work, life, training, balance, all that sort of stuff. So we've got people that, <coughs> well, we've got athletes in our gym. We've got people that like to call themselves athletes. <laughs> people that joke about it, that sort of stuff. Um, and it's I suppose trying to figure out how much like what that means to you what that means in the whole grand scheme of things so i feel like uh at times people put a lot more importance on something like and because they're in front of us like a powerlifting comp um and they sort of get a lot of self-worth out of that yep um and sometimes that might be misplaced and too much importance is put on it Yep. And then I wouldn't say maybe there's like an emotional attachment to, you know, doing well or yep. competing here, competing there. When at the end of the day, whilst it might be important for you in the grand scheme of things, it's not very important at all. Yeah. Do you know where I'm coming from here? And we yep. like to sort of... Uh, I don't. We don't have to tread a, a fine line here, but it's sort of. This is our our business is like helping people do those sort of things that they might seem, they might think uh, previously like, ah, oh, I won't be able to do that. But it's also getting them to meet their expect uh, like the, have realistic expectations oh, about one. Yeah. what they, what they're getting themselves into. Yep. As well, I, I feel like some people don't quite understand like this is fucking hard work and if you're going to do it and do it to a certain degree like there's sacrifices that you have to make yeah you know where i'm coming from with this sort of stuff it's definitely it's like the this is more just a conversation to have rather other than rather than saying like this is the way it is it's just making sure that you know we can talk about there will be sacrifices that you have to make yeah just to do a novice comp yeah. Like there's certain sacri- like if you want to do well and not just like sign up the day before, there's sacrifices that you have to make, and that sacrifice is possibly up to eight hours a week training. Yeah, that's a long time, man. Like for for people yeah, that it work, seem like, I guess to for us, us maybe it's doesn't not, seem that much because we're there anyway. People but, getting first first time getting into it, that's like yeah, it is a big yeah. Sacrifice. So now your squat sessions two hours. Yeah, especially you start adding wraps, you start adding. Like, session last night, and I know Dylan was, like, in there for ages. He was like, fuck, this is taking so long. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is sort of the pointy end, man. Like, you sort of got to you deal with it because, that time. well, you, yeah. you've sort of made that commitment to yourself, really. It's yeah. only to yourself. Yeah. It's not really to us. Like, no one's, like, if people pull out of comps and stuff, it's not, it, it, I'd rather them do it, but if they feel like they're not up to it, I'm like, well, that's, that's fine, yeah, man. Like, that's it's it. not the end of the world. Yeah, definitely. Like, we want you to do it. We want you to do your best, and we're going to try and guide you and say, if you want to do your best, this is how we think you should go about it. But, like, the commitment's to yourself, really. So it's, um, I was saying, like, sort of said last night, it's like, this is the hard part. Like, you got to get through this next sort of three weeks. Yeah. And it will all be worth it. Yeah. But you got to make sure that this isn't the norm as well. And that's part of like the whole like training like that. All yeah, the like time that can't it? be like all the time, man. Nah. That's got to be like the last maybe last block or last nah. like half of your prep. And that's why I don't like people having these like oh, twenty weeks till my next comp. It's like hey, shut the fuck up. Yeah, let's worry about it. Maybe ten weeks out. That's, I think I sort of say twelve, and the first four are like we're still chilling, pretty much. I always say like <laughs> at least three weeks after yeah. comp, I'm not even thinking about. And we're like next. we're talking from a little bit more from a um, a powerlifting perspective here. Obviously, yeah. Um, It'd with be the guys that though, we see, it? but do you feel yeah. like um, the work? We say work life balance. I, I find like um, 
there's guys probably uh, better versed in that to speak on it than, than us. Because we've got fucking cruisy work-life balance. If you can't, if you can't do it as a, in our profession, yeah. <coughs> yeah, we can take... Yeah, much, so you, I the see the guys to... absolutely ripping in, FIFO guys, that sort of stuff. Yeah. it's And you see it and you're just like, fuck, man, I don't know how you do the it. FIFO guys, I reckon, is the toughest. Dude. That's the hardest, isn't it? For powerlifting so, in particular. We're talking about it with a guy that came in this morning. Yeah. Like the, you just got to you got to do your best training at times. in different gyms yeah. with not the specialty equipment you know it'd be very very campsites here and there Night all that shifts. sort of stuff so it's really important and that's where I sort of stress like it's got to be balanced and you've got to maybe you do have to gear down a little bit from worrying so much about the numbers that you hit in the gym yeah and maybe you go in there and you do three lots of 30 bodyweight squats and that's your main squat work yep like it could be as simple as that Obviously, if you're trying to be a, a elite powerlifter or trying to really push for a competition, that sort of stuff, it's not. That's not how you go about it. But you, you have to be able. To, you you can, can only do the best you have, and you have to have that balance between your work, yep. your life, and your and your training. Um, and I find like if you're expecting to do have all three firing, I don't think it's going to happen very often. Yeah. So obviously, like there's work coming into it and then you start adding training, then, you know, the the other size of your life, like the, the life part is going to really Social take a bit of a hit because you can't really change work. Most people can't. No. So I I feel like, um, and that's where like having seasons and, and really structuring out maybe the start of the year, it wouldn't be bad to sort of say plan like, it out. Yeah. plan it out and say, this is where I'm going to be focused and it's going to actually fucking suck. Yep. And I know it's going to suck. And like anything, if you know a problem's a problem before it's a problem, it's less of a problem. Fuck, someone write that down. <laughs> write that, that down. <laughs> All right, if you know a problem's a problem before it's a problem, it's not as much as a problem. <laughs> Dude, does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, don't make me say it again. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that wouldn't be a bad idea. So like with powerlifting, it's quite easy. You might say, all right, States, Perth Cup, yep. for example. Let's talk a little bit more about like um, team sport athletes. Yep. So for me, team sport athletes, um, I find that a lot of guys think they can get away with not doing enough work yep. and still want success or want performance. Um Got to rock up to training. Well, I've I've been around, obviously, from a rugby point of view. Yeah. Just the guys that are Tuesday, Thursday trainers. Yep. Some of them just Thursday trainers, and they don't get better. Yeah. They've been the same players forever. They don't get better because there's no fitness involved. There's no extra strength work involved. It's just turn up. And the level of effort that you put in at training. Yeah. So, so for me, that one. if you think that that's good enough just to do your team trainings and play on the weekend, um, you're not going to become a better athlete. You might already be a good athlete, but it's probably not going to make you a better athlete. Yeah. Um, I feel like, especially at, say, like a premier grade or a first grade level, um, footy, basketball, yep. all that sort of stuff, I feel like there needs to be a bit of a shift away from the social side of things. You sort of see... the I don't know, it, it is just that Tuesday, Thursday, play on the weekend mentality. Yeah. And maybe that's just uh, from a rugby point of view. But I feel like foot, footy's probably the same as well. Yeah, I don't know. I've always been this, kind of the opposite with the amateur level stuff. Like, I always used to laugh a little bit when the coach got overly wound up about performance well, and players I, I, and stuff I don't like mean so and... much like uh, just amateurs. Like, I feel like if you're playing first grade or, yeah. you know, you're at like a state level yeah I guess that's slightly high level this, that, this is D grade for yeah no nah, I'm not <laughs> talking that that's just like go and have fun yeah, yeah but I'm talking like guys that still want to perform or even possibly chasing the next level sort of thing yeah so like how do you make that jump from second first grade to semi-professional to professional that sort of thing and yeah. I think that's where um, the use of people like ourselves strength coaches yeah. uh is underdone that that gap yeah um you look across amateur football teams and i'd say less than half of them would have someone running their strength conditioning program yeah um they would they would hire strappers 
and massage girls, well, and guys, yeah. um, before they'd hire a strength conditioning or rehab specialist. Yep. And that's where I feel like amateur uh, sport and amateur athletes fall down. Yeah. And that's obviously, like, that's self-promotion, but I think it's warranted as well. Does that make sense? Like, yep. we always had strappers, but we, you know, our coach just did our our preseason, And we were always unfit. Yeah. Like I was one of the fittest because I was doing extras and yeah, and it, like my position demanded that I had to be. But I was like, we like, there's smarter ways to do it. There's people that know how to do it, like ourselves. So I I really want to push uh, this off season to to try and get involved with more amateur sporting clubs, yeah, and and do more and sort of show our worth, but there and sort of try and I don't know there get an investment from the club doesn't so much mean like from a financial point of view, but just understand the importance of it. Yeah. And I think it's starting to get that way, but it still gets disregarded a fair bit and like, oh, the coach will do it. Oh, I'll just do it myself. And yeah. it's not the same. It's yeah. definitely not the same. Because we get a lot more just individuals, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Coaching clubs. And- so swimming, I think, is leading the way yeah. um, in those sports. Obviously, like I've been involved with the swimming club for a couple of years now. But every swimming club in WA have a, a strength coach yeah. or, or some sort of strength program. Um, and that comes down from, like uh, we have mentioned before, comes down from Swimming Australia. Yeah. Um, Has that a lot to do as well? Because we've been so successful in like Olympic Games and stuff like that, I guess. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, it is. Department of Sport and Record probably throwing a lot at them as well. And yeah. But where are, the, where are the strength programs for the athletics kids? Yeah. That aren't that aren't uh, like talent ID'd by WACE or WA Athletics and stuff like that. Where are they? Like yeah. they'll be just trained like littered around at random gyms and stuff like that. So <clears throat> I think those sort of people that are, are and especially juniors, those guys that are on the cusp that aren't getting the coaching that they need. Yeah, the top level guys are just getting further away because they're getting everything. They're getting all the injury rehab. They're getting all the physio. They're getting the strength coaching, the conditioning, yeah. the proper programming across the year. Whereas if you're one or two spots out of that squad, say, yeah, you're getting you're nothing. Getting Do nothing. it yourself. Yeah, Google something. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, and that's where I feel like as strength coaches, we can push our role. Um, when it comes to expectations and reality, I feel like. Um, this is a big one for us because we get people, you know, like the PB. It's all about the PB. Yeah. Um, and we get people really pushing, like, I want a PB. I want to hit this amount for so whatever it might be. It might be a 100 kilo deadlift, whatever it is. Um, and then it, it's sort of like we expect that or we, uh, we assume that that's coming. And I find that a lot of people think they can just try harder to get stronger. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, is it, and this comes from when people are they sort can of go the opposite way sometimes. I test feel. their max too often yep. and all that sort of stuff. And That's I'm like, it. what are you going to do next week? Just try hard. It doesn't work. Like you just tried as hard as you can. Yep. Trying harder next week isn't a thing. Like you just maxed it out. Yep. Um. So you need to like be stronger. Train smarter, not harder. That's exactly the... it, man. So. Um, and that's an expectations versus reality sort of thing. Like I feel like, uh, and a lot of people go through that. Like especially speaking from powerlifting, like you go through that first. It's easy to year, see because it's like a, you get these. It's a definite line. It's like you either got two hundred or you didn't. You either got a yeah, hundred yeah. or you didn't. So yeah. it's like a a plus or minus. It's a fail pass sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas in team sports, it's there's everything else is going on. So yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I feel like you you should only really expect those if you're putting that work in as well yep. like you can't but you can and, and another thing with power you can put all the work in and still go and I've done it myself yeah. and go backwards a little bit yeah but your response to that is is pretty crucial as well how you how you exactly. go to the next block of training yeah uh, and I think that's where a lot of people can go wrong um, and I've done it before where I've done six months of training yeah got on uh, on the platform and gone five kilos under my total yeah and on the day I've got to admit I, I was pretty down yeah I was Do pretty negative it- do you think that it needs to be, and this is where like uh, stepping back and sort of saying, did it need to be six months? Like by by doing that for you know like say you have like a six months lead into yeah. a competition, are you placing too much importance on a competition that 
really doesn't matter that yeah, much in the grand scheme of things. The, probably the biggest thing I learned from that comp. I think that was my first like, sanctioned comp. Do you understand was, where I'm coming from? So yeah, you want to do good at that comp, yeah. and but it's like six months. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like stepping back. It's like fucking hell. It's like that's a long time to yeah. be focused on a single goal. That, like I said, yeah. if you if you step back from everything that's in the it. grand scheme of life. It, ma- it matters fuck all. Yep. Could it not be three well, months? Exactly what I mean, man. Not That's be two months? Exactly what I was about to yeah. say is that I was way too committed. Not, yeah, commitment's probably the wrong word, but I, I put way too much emphasis on yeah, that. Yeah, too much on importance that, on that on day. That. And I remember just going into it just feeling like the most nerves I've ever felt. Yeah. And then the very next comp, I remember just saying to myself, is, I'm just going to relax. And yeah. the major thing that I kept telling myself in my head is I'm going to have fun. Yeah, I love this because it's fun. I feel you know, like that's just, important, man. And I had su- the second meter after that comp was definitely my best comp. So. Yeah. Now, this is what I wanted to talk about, this sort of stuff. And like I said, it's not really like a, a right or wrong or... It, we're sort of just having a conversation about these sort of aspects when yeah. it comes to like... Um, like we're not making it we're not making money from this that's the one we're I doing it we're back as well to start with why are we doing this because i enjoy it all right well make sure you're fucking enjoying <laughs> yeah, it then that's it. go back to that all right yeah. like go back to that you, you're not here for anyone other than yourself yeah um so make sure like that's in the back of your mind like you're not getting paid for it this isn't life and death do the best i can enjoy it yeah and take it for what it is expect what to get out what you put in yep um as well and and yeah there's no right or wrong way to sort of talk about these things but it, for me that's a that's a big one and i didn't think of that before but like people come to the gym to lift heavy weights because they enjoy it yeah other, like other otherwise why are they there yeah like no one's twisting your arm to go and like put a couple of hundred kilos on your back no like unless you find fulfillment in it yep. you might not enjoy it at the time like some of the guys are finding out with the raps and stuff like that yep. but if you find f- fulfillment um, in that performance or stuff like that like that's like hold on to that that's what the main reason you're there yeah um, and that comes with with like team sports as well like those conditioning sessions might be like fuck but it's rough, that, that but game it's you that, won like, in the last minute exactly, of the game and, and that's you what you're all playing it. for so that like I'm not saying that nothing matters and I hope people aren't sort of getting that sort of vibe from me I'm not saying that stuff isn't important and you can't place importance on things but yeah you have to sort of look back and say why why have I started doing this in the first place yeah it's normally because you enjoy it or you're good at it and we normally enjoy doing the stuff that we're good at that's it um I did yeah and getting on to that last point um Oh, actually, we haven't gone over that. So season structure, in-season versus off-season, taking time off. And we sort of touched on it with your, like, six-month prep. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Like, give yourself time off. So you got to highlight, okay, the last four weeks before said competition, I might have to be squatting for two and a half hours on a Monday. It might take me that long. Yeah. That sort of stuff. I think planning stuff out is perfect. So especially from a powerlifting perspective, with the off-season in um, when it comes to... Uh, rugby or like team sports I feel like it's important to have an off season I wouldn't like make it day and night I'd still have some sort of like training aspect yeah in your off season but um, I would probably spend like <clears throat> make use of that time like go on holidays yeah. spend time with your family like your switch off from it relax and, yeah, yeah relax that yeah. sort of stuff um I think I found, well, no, I didn't find, but I know the guys who played sevens after the rugby season last year, and then the sevens sort of kept going, and then pre-season started, and it was like, fucking hell, like, we haven't had too many Saturdays off, and it's like, that can put a bit of strain on the old, like, like work life, or like, you know, family, all that sort of stuff, it's like, fuck, this season's ended up being like, 30 weeks long now yeah. instead of 20. So I, I feel like it's important to sort of say, ah, oh, nah, it's time to have a break from that. And those, it's good to do that switch off too because when you get back into it, you, I find that drives just that little bit harder than it maybe was. Yeah. Because if you're going all the way through, yeah, you're it's always like sort of constant yeah, little bit yeah. of drive rather than just that. It's more like, yeah, fuck your yeah, footy's yeah, let's back. Get, we're back, let's Not go. Not like, yeah. oh, this shit again. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes to uh, off-season... Biggest thing for me is 
conditioning and injury prevention. Yeah. Um, man, I like, I always like, I'm a harp on conditioning, man. Cause like, I always saw it as our, like our rugby team was unfit. Yeah. Like they'd always have like half the team would be good cause they've done a good off season. And then the other half was like the Tuesday, Thursday guys. Yeah. And, and the coaches, when it comes to amateur sport, can't flog, can't just flog you because people nah. just go, man. Yeah, they're not They'll just leave. Yeah. So, yeah, it's sort of, it, it did get a little bit like, fuck, we should be fit, fit like, or at least fitter than this. Yeah. Um, one of the boys uh, that I used to play with, uh, he's in Canada at the moment, he sort of hit me up and said, what could I do for pre-season? I was like, man, you got to run, dude. Yeah. you got to run for 80 minutes on rugby. Like, you can do as much cross-training as you like, but you got to run. That's it. You, like, training adaptions are specific. So, if you're playing a running-based sport, you, your pre-season, maybe not your off-season, but your pre-season, you got to have a focus on running, covering ground. It goes yeah. even more so for for, for uh, AFL. Yeah. Footy, you just got to be able to run, man. Yep. Um, while they run, you know... Seven seven odd k's a game, that sort of stuff, and even yeah. more. Some of them, some of them a few less, or, but no, yeah, man, they run yeah. heaps. Some of them at the top level, they do. Yeah, probably not so much now with the because they got more rotations, don't they? No, a bit smarter in the AFL. Do they? Yeah, they have capped rotations. What the fuck? So that, but they would take notes, so they would but try still and ninety. <laughs> how do they change. count that? I don't know. I don't know how they do it. It's pretty crazy. It's so I f- I feel like in the in footy they. They try and get the rotations going enough so that the guys can be at a higher intensity. That would that would be what I would do. So they'd they'd have the rotations planned so that the guys can be at a certain level of running speed for a certain amount of time and then get them off. Yeah. And then go again and yeah. go again. That sort of stuff. Wouldn't just leave them out until they're fucked and then take them no, off. No, I think they have planned times they're supposed to come yeah. off. Yeah. I'm sure they would have some sort of. That's probably a dude's like whole job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll definitely say taking time off is uh is pretty important. Time off to just uh have nothing lingering there, nothing too much to worry about. Whether that's like I'm not doing this competition or I'm gonna give it a little bit of time in between, that sort of stuff. I feel like that isn't the worst thing either. Yeah. Um But yeah, that's sort of forced on you in team sports. But then it's uh it's a fine line that you got to take. I think with powerlifting, I always try and say like compete as much as you can. It's going to make you a better powerlifter because yeah. most people come to us to be better powerlifters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, once they are good, then maybe it's like ah, I should probably, you know, pick and choose where you want to compete. Yeah. Um, but if you got someone like Sally, I'm sort of like, eh, fucking do it. Yeah. Like, and she's. She's fine she, with that. Her attitude doesn't seem to change yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And, and she is having top. time. She's having time off, probably too close to the comp. But I was like, eh, let's yeah. do it anyway. You're going to be in here training. Yeah. Um. I think that's basically it. Anything else on that? Like I, like I said, it's not really like a, a yes or no or a right or wrong sort of thing. I just wanted to sort of touch on, a few little things about, yeah, amateur athletes. I don't know. I definitely feel like, making sure that the the work life is there. Work life and training. Like, uh, I always feel the people that have something else that they're into as well. That's, don't put their eggs, and yeah, we're both the true. same. Like, don't put their all their eggs in one basket. Like, and don't get their self worth only comes from being like a fucking amateur powerlifter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's only a handful that are fucking top level. None of them are in our gym, and I'm talking like across the world. Yeah. Um, like you don't have to place too much self-worth on your fucking bench press. That's it. And I feel like sometimes that gets, that does happen. Yeah. People need to take a step back and say, Hey, it's just lifting weights. It's just lifting weights for fun. That's it. Yeah. Um, so that for me is a big work life thing. Um, making sure there's not the like negative emotional responses to performance on a fucking set exercise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then yeah the expectations reality we sort of went over that and definitely our role as strength coaches when it comes to team sports fuck we could be doing way better yeah way better um, and that comes from us reaching out and that comes from us 
It's always, it's always got to come from more, us, man. More coaches as well, trying to push. Team sport coaches are still pretty old school, I'd find. Yeah. Um, some, most of them would be. Coming you get groups around. of individual guys coming from yeah. clubs. Going oh yeah, like we've got cricketers, we've got yeah. rugby players, that sort of stuff. But like, like I said, they're more likely as a club to invest in a strapper than a strength and conditioning coach. Yeah, yeah. And you'll probably and they'll probably find that a strength and conditioning coach probably done his strapping course anyway. Yeah. So yeah, it's could do both. Yeah, could do both. Um, but that's um that's on us to sort of uh, show our worth, really, to get our name out there, to get our profession out there. Um, and I feel like Australia is probably really lacking. Yeah. We do really well as a as a nation, um, for sports, Olympic level, most sort of like basketball, all that sort of stuff, like sports that get played internationally. Yeah. Um, we do really well considering our high school and varsity, so university sport is fucking bang average. Yeah. Compared to most other places, like you got first 15 cricket and rugby is sort of important. Depends where you are. Yeah. Like rugby in New South Wales footy in Melbourne basically it yeah but apart from that it's nothing nothing at a university level it's all club level which ends up being like very much more of a social sort of thing yeah to a certain degree compared to say university level in in the UK Um, obviously had this like big social aspect to it but like you know, you can represent... Look at the US with college. And well, that's a whole other fucking thing, man. <laughs> um, but having having a little bit to do with, like, university level in the UK, I was like, oh, fuck, no, we never had this at uni. Like, we went to uni games and it was just, like, fundraise for yourself, pay for yourself, go and play and get on the piss. Yeah. But over there, they've got, like, a proper competition. They play, like, they play the final at Twickenham. Yeah, it's, like, a, yeah, a big right. old deal. Yeah, we would travel, like, I think it was split north and south depending on where you were, but like we'd travel from Durham down into Sheffield, play different universities, play Leeds, yeah. um, down to Manchester, and that was just like on a Wednesday night for the students, that sort of stuff. It was yeah, like a right. proper competition. Nothing like that across universities in uh, in Australia that I know of anyway. Yeah, right. Possibly here and there, and sometimes the universities will have, like I know in the rugby, there's a university club in the rugby competition, and that sort of thing will happen, but it's just not the same, man. Yeah. It's not like a, a structured tiered system to become a professional. Yeah, right. But like, I feel like Australia does pretty well without that. Uh, but it's definitely somewhere that we sort of, uh, that sub-elite or sub-professional. That next stepping stone. That's yeah, the stepping stone sort of below to get to it. It's yeah. like, fuck, if you haven't made it by the time you're 18, you're not going to. Yeah. Like, for the majority of sports and majority of athletes. Uh, let's get on to, is that everything on that? Yeah, we've yep. sort of gone across that fair bit, about half an hour. Um, let's get on to sports news. Play the intro. Sports news. Um, should we go straight into new news? Oh. Ross Lyon got fired. What? Yeah. I just looked what, up today? Yeah, today. No I way. just looked up um, the news just to see if there's anything I was missing. I didn't see that And it just came up. Coming. So I've just skipped those first few, went straight to AFL. Yeah, he got fired. Wow. Um, apparently last week he said something about like he doesn't think he's been a better coach than he is at the moment and all this sort of stuff. And I was like, oh no. Oh no. Yeah, so he got sacked and then the CEO got sacked? Wow. I, who sacks the CEO? There's like a board or something. A board, okay. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't either. know how that works anyway. As long as I'm not fucking yeah. getting sacked. Um, yeah, so he's That's gone. Huge. I looked at his. Um, there was like a wins losses thing, and he was sort of. What was his losses? Uh, wins losses at St Kilda was like seventy to forty odd, and then wins losses at Frio was ninety he to eighty. His- yeah, he took them, you know... But he was sort of like more fun. of like a 60 to 70% win-loss. Yeah. And then he's like sort of like a Dropped. 50 to 60 yeah. at the Dockers. Um, so he's gone, man. I, I've been calling the Dockers trash all year. Yeah. And yeah, um, so yeah they are. Came against our mob. Yeah. Mob, so. Well, that's the thing, like... They were, they were pretty good two weeks ago. So. Yeah, well, that's like... 
Hot and cold. Weird. Oh, but mostly cold, but like hot every now and then. Yeah. And that's I was kept saying like, oh, they play a game like this, and this dude keeps his job. Yeah. And then he's like, gonna get fired, gonna get fired, gonna get fired. They play sick again. I'll keep his job. (laughs) They sack these coaches way too quickly. It's like the first. Oh, he's been there for a while though. Yeah, but I mean, maybe Ross Lyon should have been (laughs) a while ago. How many games he done? One fifty. But some of these other nearly two hundred games at Frio. You look at some of the more successful clubs. Like just look at Richmond Cats. They were going to get rid of these coaches. I remember Mark Thompson, two thousand six. They were going to get rid of him. Yeah. And they go, nah, we'll stick with him. What happened after that? The next, they were like a dynasty of the next five years, being the best team. Yeah. Same with um, Hardwick. They were going to get rid of him next year. Won the flag. And if they just, st- I guess if they lose the players, that's the, that's where you got to get you know get rid of the coach. Oh, you mean like when the they, play, the players think he's a fuckwit? Well, not, not so much. Even, they just don't believe in what they're, <laughs> yeah, they're trying yeah, to yeah. do, and you can see that when they're playing those teams that are just man. I sort of look at the, the Dockers, man. Like. There's not much. And I think um, that might have happened with Ross Lyons. There's not year. much positive going on for him, eh? No. Like Fife, I saw that he was favourite for the Brownlow though. Oh, he's still in my mind. I still him and Paddy Cripps be the two best players in the yeah. comp. So. Yeah. What about Brisbane being on top, man? What's going on? I don't. I don't know. It's so to, strange I was to me. Grumpy, eh? I I chucked this uh, tantrum after that game. I was. Uh, the they beat you long, eh? They're, they're three goals up with five minutes to go, and they just let Brisbane walk all over. <sighs> And to make it worse, the player that won, kicked the match-winning goal was an ex-Cats player. Oh, I saw that. That was a good so, grab, eh? Yeah, he's got a good grab. I was watching I, it in here. Kelly was like, they're coming back. She was watching it in the living room, so yeah. I just chucked Foxtel here, but it was like 20 seconds behind. Yeah. And she was like, oh, they won. And I was like, he hasn't kicked it yet, fuck's sake. I, didn't, I, went I out turned off, eh? I didn't want to watch yeah. it. I knew he was going to kick it. I was like, nah, not watching this. <laughs> yeah, it's loose to see Brisbane uh, up there. Like, I don't know. Nah, they so, were, I think it's awesome. They it's were good. good. They were good, obviously, like, around the year t- uh, 2000. Tw- that's nearly 20 years ago. They're, they're a bloody good team to watch. They're good. Yeah? Yeah. As Fuck. much as I just remember them being bang average for a while. I was like, why is there even a team in that's, Brisbane? There was, it was almost that point, eh? Like, why is there a team in Brisbane at this yeah. point? Yeah, and that's then, the beauty of the AFL, though. Eh? Where like did that, they the, finish last year? Though, because I reckon Carlton will jump up next year too. Yeah, yeah. oh, you heard it. But here. I think it's yeah. I think they're more. I'm I'm tick, picking them to get in the eight next year. Fuck, come um, back to this. You reckon Brisbane are in with a chance? Um, I still think watching Richmond West Coast play. No, those those two. It's a grand final. For those sure. two grand yeah. final. Yeah, yeah. My Collingwood no good and Collingwood nah, is it those nah, five? There's, there's three teams that are probably yeah Brisbane Cats and Collingwood just under. If they get their yeah. their act together, maybe they can challenge. But I'd say Richmond and Eagles, and I reckon that you know that was a good Eagles, game fuck. of the weekend. They, Eagles, what they Eagles lose were by? Good. They a were goal. good. Yeah, they they went out to a good lead too, man. Yeah, they were playing pretty well. We were watching it in a restaurant on the phone, eh? They well, I thought the difference between that game to the Cats Brisbane game, the quality was just yeah, just a little bit higher. So. Oh, okay. As that much was, as I'd like the cats to get up there again, but I don't think so. So, do they have um, minor premiership wrapped up? No, Brisbane. Um, Bris- oh no, I think no. they got to win their last game. So Richmond, they play Richmond, Richmond could end though. up. Richmond could end up minor premiers. I think the only teams that can no Richmond can't because they're one win behind the. No, the weren't cats they on and, sixty points? Are they? Let oh, they are too. Yeah, maybe they can finish. Let me look at the. AFL ladder. We'll get off Sean Kingston's YouTube. Yeah, I think AFL they're um, the same ladder. amount of wins as Eagles and Cats, aren't they? Yeah, so... And then Brisbane's one win up. Yeah, so if they beat Brisbane, oh, they don't have a good... And then, like, the yeah. other teams lo- lo- lost. Yeah, so if Cat, Cats win and Brisbane lose, they'll be on top. Cats. Even the Eagles... Eagles oh, can they... still finish on top as well. Oh, yeah, they could. I, saw, I thought I saw something... That the Eagles couldn't win the minor premiership. They'd have to win by a shitload, though, to jump percentage points. Over Brisbane, yeah. Yeah, yeah more likely right. second for Eagles. So it's looking like Geelong or Brisbane as minor premiers. Yep. Ugh. I reckon you want to finish second. Who Geelong playing? Ah, uh, Carlton. Ah! That danger game still. Ah! All right, well, that's I pretty... don't think they can drop out of the four, though. The Cats are the only team, so... Because their percentage. Yeah, all right. Well, there's AFL news anyway. Yeah, Ross Lyon got axed this morning, I think. Crazy. Um, let's talk Bledisloe 2, man. Oh. Let's not. Oh. <laughs> the Wallabies, bro. Hey, from the first oh, you know, you know, the first five seconds of the game, I knew it was done. Bro. <laughs> when that All I'm going to say is... Flaccid. <laughs> it's bad. 
I knew I was flaccid. I knew it was gonna be bad too, but I didn't think it would be that bad, eh? Like, Dude, that was the first so ten good minutes of the week before. The first ten minutes was just so bad. Because I didn't even think like the All Blacks were alright, but like they took their opportunities. Yeah. Um, like um, like when that ball went down from Hodge, they sort of swept on it, and it's easy to just like once they start putting the points on, man, it's hard for it's hard to stop them. Um, it's easy to let them get away. Uh, as soon as like Lee Lafano missed a couple of kicks, and you saw he really hooked they the first kick. That, oh no, the first one was they? easy, man. Yeah, first one was really easy. Um, we should have scored off that play anyway. Yeah, should have scored off that play. I think it was Corabidi. Probably should have shifted it, or even Karevi. Um, really close, and then yeah, take the they sort of take the points. I know it was windy and wet, so it makes kicking harder, but. He scuffed the first one and then he like allowed too much on the next one. Yeah. It didn't come back as much. So it should have been like 8-6 for most of the first half. Yeah. Then it ends up like, you know, 15-0. Yeah. And, and you're like, 15-6 ah, well. is a lot different than 15. Yeah. And yeah. then it just starts snow- snowballing from there. Uh, Aaron Smith played really well. So like Nick White was really good the week before. And then Aaron Smith obviously got a rocket and said, fuck this. I'm the number one nine in the world. Yeah. Came back and sort of showed us why. Heaps of um, like box kicking. Kirtley Beal struggled a little bit under the high ball compared to Israel Folau. Yeah, that was the first time you noticed that difference. Um, and then our kicking was pretty average. Yeah. And you don't want to kick it back to like Bowden Barrett. And he, no. he um, what was that one? Yeah, he's sort of ran laterally a bit, shifted George Bridge. George Bridge just ran around fucking um, Luke Antui. And it's like, well. It's his job to run around people like that, like yeah. Um, so like finding the mismatch. So it's just just taking their opportunities when because the All Blacks that was always Wallaby's fault, like problem, man. That to stick with them, they've got to take every opportunity they get. Yeah. And when the All Blacks take theirs, you, most teams aren't going to beat them. Yeah. Because they'll create and they sort of stuffed a few opportunities or Australia foiled them in Perth. Um, but yeah, they were sort of on. Like every time they nearly scored, they did. Like, yep. it was... But it's rough to see, man. Yeah, it was hard to watch, wasn't it? Oh, dude, I turned it over and to the to the league, and, yeah, the Storm were playing the, the Raiders, which was a big game, and I was sort of like, oh, it's a test match, I'll just watch that instead. Should have recorded it. Go back to it, it's 18-10 to the Storm with, like, eight minutes left. I was like, oh, that game's done as well. I'll go back to the test match. Yeah. The Raiders came back and beat them. Yeah, right. Dude, it's fucked. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what about the cricket, man? Second test, it was drawn. Yep. Um, if we don't have Steve Smith, we lose. But yeah. he's probably not going to play in the next one. Oh, and also, concussion replacements Yeah, I in cricket. I that's the first time I've like, heard it. I was like, how's he allowed to bat? Yeah. And he batted um, Labashane. How do you say that? I don't know how you say that, guys. Labashogni. Just Manus. Manus. Labashogni. <laughs> he's got to be South African. Yeah, I think um, he Yeah, he batted. Yeah. Concussion. Mm, yeah. I feel like it's happen. It doesn't happen enough that you need to have that rule, but they do. Yeah. Um, Steve Smith, man, did you see that? Because it just takes. Them. Did you see them get hit? Yeah, that was rough. It was like even the commentary you know, it went just went quiet. That. It was real like. It was right in that fucking like, spot. You could man. just tell everyone was just thinking. He needs away. to wear that other helmet, dude. Yeah. With that little flappy bit down. Yeah. That was fucking. Cricket's oh. a freaking dangerous game, though, eh? Especially don't that think dude. About it. These guys bowling like the, the, 150 clicks. The chat on Jofra Archer, he bowled 44 overs, man. Yeah. That's a shitload of overs. That's he's, like... He's quality, eh? Um, there's a lot of chat from him. I was just sort of looking up um, before the pod that, like, he's something very special. Yeah. And we sort of saw yeah, that before, but even... I don't know. In the, in the Big Bash, he was average at times. Like he was oh, good. Oh, you could tell he was good. Oh, fucking but the fast. The difference is when you can come into a test match and bowl like that for that amount of time. Yeah, man. Um, that, that shows you quality. There was a little bit of him, and I think the media. I don't know, man. Like, I can't think that he wants to hurt. There's a there's a certain sort of uh, fine line when it comes to sports, right? In rugby, you tackle people hard. Part of you is trying to hurt them. But the other part of you doesn't want to see them hurt. Yeah. So it's get a injured it's from a it. hard yeah. yeah get injured from it. Yeah. Um. It's a hard sort of thing to look at, 
uh, with cricket as well, especially like if the Phil Hughes thing doesn't happen, it's probably not as much of a focus. Yeah. But now when people get hit in the head, it's like, oh, f- like, fuck, are they all right? Because there's a little grab of like Jofra Archer, like sort of smirking when yeah. Smith was still on the floor. And I was like, I don't know if the media's sort of trying to paint him in that light sort of thing. Yeah. you yeah. got to be a little bit, it, it could have just been something that fucking. It could have been something completely could different. Could have been something completely been different. I think he was talking to Stokes, which doesn't make it any better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, it could have just been simply like fucking something that was like in the change room, a little banter. And at the time, Steve Smith's on the floor and yeah. he brings it up. So who knows what was said, but it wasn't like, it made a bit of a headline that he was like smoking yeah, right. while he was on the, f- on the floor and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I feel like it might have been a little bit of a media beat up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel, I'm pretty sure that they showed, like, they rushed over to him and was like, fuck, are you all right? That sort of stuff. Because he got hit before as well. And then... Yeah, he got hit. Labuschagne. Yeah, Labuschagne got hit as well. Yeah. He's just hitting dudes all there over the place, man. There balls, yeah. Fuck, dude. They need a, yeah. I don't know what they do about, like, that when... It's always been a problem in cricket, but the I feel like the Phil Hughes thing, yeah. like... I don't know. They need a. They they bring in like the concussion thing, and they have like a protocol for it now. Like the, does the AFL have one? Rugby league does. No, I don't. And rugby union no, does. No, they really should. They have though. like a head bin sort of thing. They have like a twenty minute light. So if you do get hit, you have to stay off for twenty minutes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Testing, but they don't do have they go- like a. A um, substitute. Oh no! But do they have like a? You have to go off, and the doctor checks you over. Yeah. And yeah. Like yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you, know you see dudes in league like get rocked, and they stay out there sometimes, and then five minutes later, like they'll yeah, pull off, and they're off, like yeah. dragged off. And you're like, ah, you probably shouldn't have played that five minutes then. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a tough one, man. But yeah, it was um, without Steve Smith, we're in trouble. Big time. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's going to play so, the next test, but yeah, we were like four for fuck all again. Yeah, we were lucky there was rain. And then his game. replacement played, uh, made 60 as well. Labuschagne yeah, made 60. Yeah. So he made 92 in the first innings. And then, yes, um, Labuschagne Warner, made 60. His finger out Warner's made... He's got to do something. Not more than 10, I don't think, in yeah, four innings. He's really struggling. Yeah, man. Um, so there's big raps on Joffre Archer. I think it's... Um, I think it's something to do with how slow he runs in, but how fast he delivers it. It doesn't That's, look like it's going to be quick. Yeah. And it just comes out. And, and then rips in. Obviously, he's like 6'5 or something ridiculous. Probably even taller. Yep. I think, actually think he might be like 6'7. Oh, really? So, plus his, like the height of his arm and that sort of stuff. And he ambles in and then it's just on you it's real just, quick. He's a powerful athlete. But I feel like you sort of get used to that. Like, you should know that's coming. Like, that was the same sort of thing with, like, uh, Malinga when he sort of came out. Yeah. And, like, his was even different because you saw it later because yep. it was behind him. Like, the ball disappeared for a bit yep. and then comes back around. Um, but I don't know. Like, I feel like that can't be the reason he's hitting people. It just has to be pace, man. I think a little bit was to do with that pitch, too, though. Like, it was okay. an uneven sort of uh, okay. so it was one I didn't see I didn't watch much of it. There was a um, bit of, even in the English... Um, Innings like Pat Cummings was making oh, okay. a bit scared with a short ball too. Oh, so. nice. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, at what point is it just like, oh, this is fucked? Yeah. Watching it though, you just like stuff that, hey? Yeah, man. I when I was, I got to like, <laughs> dude, I got to like <laughs> under 17s and I just started being like, this isn't fun anymore. Like, no, I can't, I'm just trying to get out of the way of down. shit. Yeah. It's like, scary. I, it was like, I love playing cricket, man. I fucking yeah. love it. But when it starts being like, this shit's coming at your fucking chest. <laughs> And you're like, or or worse at your head. And I only played under 17s. Yeah. There was a couple of dudes that would just had my number eight, and I just did not want to. I just go into the nets at training and be like, "Fuck, is there any more shit that I can wear?" Because <laughs> I, dude, it doesn't. And, and that's the, like that's not fun. No, it's not. Eh? And if I was like, if I was bowling and I could bowl that quick, it'd probably be real fun. Yeah. But same sort of thing. Like, do you want to fucking hit people and like really actually hurt them? Yeah. I feel like it's a, it's a hard it's a hard question to answer like and there was something going on um with the Melbourne Storm like their wrestling tactics on the floor because Cam Smith was like just rubbing ears and ripping people's ears off and like yeah there's all this uh in the Canberra game yeah right just like headlocking and elbowing into faces and forearms on the head if you watch old rugby league bro yeah, no. it's a free for all <laughs> they'll just be like face palming people like to get as the tackler gets off the guy who's tackled, yeah. they're just like all their weight, like just threw their hand on some dude's head, on their <laughs> neck. And like uh, the Storm are in now, like 
they've been renowned for have like they've got a wrestling coach who's an ex referee or something, and it's sort of like, do you, are you trying to hurt people? You're just trying to niggle them, trying to put them off their game. Yeah. At what point are you like an absolute grub? Are you spirit of the game? Not in the spirit of the game. What is the spirit of the game to yeah. begin with? Yeah. Because when you tackle people, you want like that. I feel like maybe the hands in the face and like all the stuff as you're getting off is like is shit because you you're at an advantage. Yeah. Whereas when you're running at someone, it's all good. It's fair game. Someone's running at you, they've got the ball, your job's to tackle them. Yeah. You tackle them as hard as you can. That's it's it. their job to sort of say like, nah, I'll get the ascendancy through footwork, through being as physical, yeah. through changing body height, that sort of stuff. But it's hard, man, because you're supposed to... Like, I, growing I, up, I was like, I'm trying to fucking hurt this guy. Yeah. But, like, do I want to see him hurt? Like, but maybe it's in the some context, of me does want to see him hurt to make him go him off. For the better of you winning the game. Yes. I think that's the difference. Yes. Like, I remember playing with guys that did just want to go out to hurt people. And hurt people because they... they couldn't give yeah, stuff oh, if we you, won the game or not. They just wanted actually... Yes, win. that's a different... But I don't know. That's, that's a hard conversation to have, man. Like, because I was always t- taught, like, if you can get someone, fucking make them know about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it was more so like, he doesn't want to run the ball again. And you get the ascendancy exactly. that way. Yeah, yeah. It's not so much like, I hope he game. doesn't ever play again. Yeah. It's never really like no. that. And like, you, you know, if you really did injure someone, you'd be like, oh crap, that's, you know. Yeah. It's not like, yes, I got him out of the game sort of thing. It's like, I don't mind, like, out of the game's not the worst, but out of the next week, you'd feel bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, I'd be like, if you have to go off because I winded you, because I like, Drove into oh, a tackle or something good. like that. Yeah, you know. Like a cheeky broken rib or something. You sort of be like, <laughs> I did pretty well. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's a hard line. Like, what, am I a grub? You know what I mean? Nah, I don't think so. That's part yeah. of the game. Isn't but then, um, yeah, the the NRL stuff was sort of... I think that, that little the little niggly stuff. So that, I think there was a thing in the AFL the other day about a guy pinching. And yeah, that. Like, do you that feel would, like... Cause it's, that's out of... Because it's not an even playing field. It's not part of the game. Exactly, yeah. It's not the contest that makes the sport. It's just being an arsehole, basically. So. Yeah, so with bowling, it's... I don't know. With bowling, it's like... The difference would be... Oh, like a bouncer compared to a beamer. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Like the like a bouncer, all good. Like, I'm trying to get you out, trying to make you, like, defend or play even play a hook shot. Yeah. Cause or you've set got you no, up. Or a... set you up, get you on the on back, back foot, foot, that yeah. sort of stuff. Compared to like, oh, just fucking have one at your shoulder height. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's the difference. I don't know. It's a tough one with bowling because like, you you're know literally, what? I love, I love those dudes playing. are that fast. They're literally sending down like, yeah. a, it's a bullet. Like I reckon there's no nothing better in test cricket when a, when a bowler's on top bowling yeah, short man. balls and getting everyone I do, scared. Yeah, I, I love it. Best but you are right. It sets you up. It gets you on the back foot and then like, you know, that next one that, they don't know that next outswinger is like played out a little bit more tentatively or a little bit later and the yeah. edge you're out, that sort of thing. Yeah, it is. I'm sure... Fuck, I think they'd be doing anything to get Smith out of the way though. Yeah. Anyway, that's the podcast. How long have we been going for? About an hour. Sweet. I'm glad we c- covered that. Um, yeah, the amateur athlete stuff I wanted to go over and uh, I feel like we could have uh, we could have talked on that for a fair while. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, we went over our group sessions, so you know the deets on that. Um, me and Troy are still rocking uh, personal training. Blakey will be jumping on board with personal training. He'll be jumping on officially soon, once yep. he gets all his uh, accreditations done out of the way. So then we'll have uh, three PTs down there. I'm getting Wednesday nights off. Yeah. I forgot I have to come in from like three to four, three till you get there. Yeah. But Wednesday nights off for me. To stay home with the family, which would be nice. Yep. I haven't had, I don't get evenings at home, man. I don't know what I'm going to do. He's going to be messaging me every five seconds. Like, dude, what's going on down there? Who's hitting <laughs> what? Oi, spot someone for me. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Well, even if... Uh, fuck, I might have to try and get the whole day off. We'll see. See what we can do. But um, yeah, we're still rocking PTs. We've got the crew powerlifting. Um, yeah, we've got uh, a whole bunch of powerlifters getting involved now, which is good. A few strongman guys popping their head in. Getting some big boys coming through. Some like, big yeah. boys. I like that's, it. Yeah. Um, that's what I was saying this morning. We might uh, push the other guys who, they're the old big boys now. Yeah. Hey, who knows? Um, but yeah, if you're keen and you've been listening this far and you haven't come down to the gym, don't know what you're doing. I really don't know what you're doing. 
So anyway, that's it done. Yeah. 21. Make sure you like. What do you do with podcasts? Like. Subscribe. No? Subscribe. Review. Five star. Tag us in your screenshots. All that sort of stuff. Um, we'll probably crack 4,000 listens. Here we go. Right. We're going to have a 10,000 party. Like I said. Are we still amateur podcasters? Amateur podcasters for sure. we got, uh, what is it? Uh, 79 more episodes to do. Before and then make I'll it. pay you a dollar. <laughs> a dollar. Um, a dollar an hour. Yeah. Uh, next week, no podcast, but sick edit from the skate park. All right. You heard it here. Troy's, what are you going to do? What's your best trick? What are you going to do? I'm going to hard flip on whatever flat bank there is. I'm going to hard flip. I'm, I'm going to go for nose grind down a... Down? The, down? down? Yeah, I'm going to go down a bank. The hubber? Down, down the Not hubber. the big one. No, nah, the small hubber I'll try. Where's, what was that? Grind. I'm, I'm just looking at that mellow sort of down one. I was like, oh yeah, that's going down. Nose grind down there. I haven't seen that one. Nose grinds felt good the other day. Too. Dude. Yeah, fuck yeah. So yeah, no podcast next week, but sick edits. We'll chuck it up on the YouTube. It'll probably take me a day or two to do that. Actually, the GoPro's all right. Yeah. It sort of does it for you. It's good. It's anyway, easy. peace. do all that stuff. Laters. Peace.